everyone. How's it going today? I just want to let you know this is Jen Pipe, and I'm tuning in with your second episode of Arate today. So I definitely want to take a couple seconds um, right at the start of this podcast to thank everyone who tuned into episode one. So it's definitely a labor of love for me. It's me stepping out of the box. It's me being vulnerable. It's me trying to put a little bit of good back in this world. And um, I really appreciate you listening and taking the time to do that. So I also want to let you know that the nerves got to me the first time around, and I was definitely remiss in in giving you some information. So let's backtrack a bit. For those people that don't really know me that well, that don't really get where I'm coming from for this podcast, Um, so I want to take just a couple seconds to connect with you a little bit and give you some information. So, I mean, I guess if I think about myself, I'm, I'm a professional nomad, and it's taken me 40 some odd years to really come into my own. So I'm a corporate refugee, and I just decided four years ago that my life needed to be bigger than my cubicle. Um, I knew that just pieces of my soul were dying every day in that little box, and I knew I had other gifts to offer the world uh, besides my impeccable work ethic and my ability to take orders and my track record for meeting impossible deadlines with difficult clients. Um, But I just, I loathed the office politics. I loathed playing the blame game. And I knew that personally there was a vacancy that I felt every day. So I I just decided to take the leap and see what that was all about. So since then, my journey's taken me very, very deeply into this personal development space. And I've really busted my ass to be a student and to learn all I can about personal development, character education, self-esteem, creativity, and the psychology of the 21st century because things are changing rapidly. Um, So four years later, I've definitely given myself an honorary degree in soul searching and creativity and street psychology. And what I do now is I teach others what I've learned in an attempt to help them lead bigger, bolder, and more beautiful lives. So, you know, if you want to get to know a little bit more about me, definitely follow me on this journey. And you can always tune in over at genpipe.com. There's always a lot more over there. So let's get into today's podcast, and today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, It's something that I'm I'm witnessing a lot, and I definitely have some information I want to share with you and some opinions that I want to share, but what we're going to talk about today is abundance consciousness versus the scarcity mindset, okay? So for me, this is kind of like this pernicious little virus that's spread throughout our culture, And I'm trying to do my part to reverse it, okay? So today's about abundance versus scarcity, and we're going to dive right in. So if you think about this, there's two camps, and you either live in one or the other, okay? And I want to preface this by saying that we definitely choose which camp we set our tent up in, and we have the ability to shift. So once you set your camp, your tent in one camp, whether it be abundance or scarcity, You don't have to stay there, okay? There's no rebar, there's no cement footings. You can pack up your tent and you can make a conscious choice to move to the other tent, okay? So I believe in the saying garbage in, garbage out, right? And if you're filling your brain with all kinds of crap, guess what's gonna come back out? All kinds of crap. You're just gonna regurgitate it in your everyday life, okay? So that's that's my overarching belief, all right? And we're gonna dig much, much deeper today, so I hope you're gonna stick with me. So, Where you fall on the abundance versus scarcity continuum is going to impact directly the way you live, the way you love, the way you parent, the way you lead, the way you work, and the way you go through life, okay? This is going to affect everything. So it affects the kind of people 
that you're attracting into your life. It affects the kind of opportunities you're presented with and whether or not you grasp and take hold of those. And it definitely has an effect on your overall health and well-being. All right, so I'm curious, and, and we're gonna get in a deeper conversation in this about this over on the blog, but what camp do you fall under? And what camp do the people that you're surrounding yourself with fall under? Okay, very important. So let's talk first about abundance consciousness. Let's start with the positive first, okay? So when I think about abundance consciousness, okay, my definition of it is kind of like evolution, all right? So if you were to visualize this and you were to start to just try and put some imagery around this, it's like a freely flowing stream, okay? That's clear, crisp, beautiful water. The stream is constantly being replenished by melting snow and mountains and rainfall, and it's flowing. It's not stagnant. It's moving. It's, got a, it's on a mission, okay? It's got a, an end game in mind. The abundance mindset is based on trust, okay? So you have this inner belief system, and at its core, this inner belief system knows that things are going to work out exactly as they're intended to, all right? We can think about this like universal regeneration, okay? Flowers bloom every spring. We don't have to tell them to. They just know that it's time to, okay? People and animals reproduce. There's plenty of livelihood, plenty of um, livestock and humans on this planet, right? There's no shortage of bodies. Um, trees and plants reseed, okay? It's just part of the cycle of life, all right? So abundance is based on the trust that things will regenerate, okay, and that there's more, okay? So um, people with an abundance mindset, they're possibility-focused, okay? They're solutions-focused. If there's a problem, they know that they can fix it and affect change, all right? People with this mindset, they vibrate at a higher frequency, when they're in this mindset. And I'm not gonna get into a lot about the frequency and how we vibrate as human beings and all living things and atoms and that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna get into that today. You can Google it if you're curious about it. But people with an abundance mindset, they vibrate at a higher frequency, all right? It's an open-minded way to live your life. These people are gonna possess a really strong sense of gratitude. So they're grateful for the little things, they celebrate, they take time out to enjoy, and they're definitely infinitely grateful for the bigger things, okay? So these are the people who, if they're sitting in traffic, they're not bitching and moaning, all right? They're taking the time to unwind, to reflect, to listen to some great music, to put in an audio tape, to listen to a book on tape, to make phone calls, okay? Um, they're the people that, you know, if they're just faced with some sort of adversity, they can see the silver lining, okay? It, it takes a lot to be able to do that, but those people have an abundance mindset. They are people who have a much higher capacity to compliment others and to forgive, okay? I won't get in too much detail about that. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, these people are very conscientious and they're willing to accept personal responsibility. So these are not the blamers, okay? These people know that they are completely responsible for the things that happen in their lives because they've either um, welcomed it and allowed it or they were directly involved in it. And they also know that the universe does not revolve around them, okay? So these people I consider to be self-aware as opposed to being self-important. There's a huge difference, okay? People who come from abundance, they want others to succeed, all right? 
So if you're in corporate America, or if you're a younger person, you're in high school or in college, or you're part of a group or a club, you'll be able to identify the people with an abundance mindset because they're your cheerleaders, okay? They want you to succeed, all right? They want you to do well, and these people are willing to collaborate. They're willing to talk about and share their ideas. They're not people that hold it all in, okay? They love the idea of their seeds flowing, and they love the idea of bigger conversations, and they are just, they thrive on the ability to pollinate possibility, okay? They're doers, movers, shakers, and seekers. Abundant people are, they're continuous learners, okay? And they're always striving for personal betterment, all right? It's just, they're not in competition with others, all right, that's not what they're competing with. They just understand that they have not only the ability, but almost the responsibility to be better than they were yesterday, okay? They know that there's better things out there. They know that they can always do better and be better. Um, they understand the universal ebb and flow, right? And that change is inevitable, okay? There's gonna be good days and there's gonna be bad days and there'll be happy days and there'll be sad days and then there's rich days and then there's your you know really crappy ramen noodle days, all right? Happens to all of us. Um, but they believe in the laws of the universe and they believe that there is enough. There's enough love, there's enough money, there's enough food, there's enough water, okay? And they just understand that the universe is a plentiful and bountiful place, okay? This is not to say that there are not people out there who are not suffering or who have lack and who don't have enough to eat or drink or money or shelter. That's definitely the case, but people with an abundance mindset know that that doesn't have to be the way it is. They understand that there's the ability to change, okay? So, and probably the biggest point to remember here is that people who believe in abundance know that abundance attracts more abundance. Okay, so if you're in an abundance mindset, you are going to attract more abundance and more goodness and more love and more joy to your life, okay? On the other hand, we have abundance's scary cousin, and that cousin is named scarcity, okay? Scarcity mindset, it is ingrained in our society, and if it has its grips on you, I really feel bad, okay, and I feel very sorry, um, remember the visual with the freely flowing stream and the water and the beautiful, clear, crisp, you know, you could see to the bottom. So if that's abundance, okay, I liken scarcity to the rancid, stagnant, stinky, mosquito-infested swamp, okay? There's just inertia and it's breeding bacteria and disease and it's murky and gross, Okay. And so in those waters, if you've got a scarcity mindset, there often lives intolerance, blame, fantasy, and just never being enough. You're never happy enough. You're never in love enough. You're never thin enough, pretty enough, rich enough, you know, whatever. You never have enough friends. Scarcity means just never being enough, okay? Scarcity is a fear-based mentality. I liken it to Fox News, okay? It's problem-focused way of thinking, and it definitely does not allow for solutions, okay? We see it all the time on social media, 
And if you look through your news feed and you look at your tweets and you look at the comment section, okay, people with a scarcity mentality, they're going to stand out as the ones with the biggest chips on their shoulders, okay? They're going to be the ones that bitch about politics and government and wages and, you know, everything, their weight, just no matter what it is, they just have a complaint, but they don't offer any solutions, okay? They're just talking heads who are griping and spreading their poison, okay? These are the people that are scarcity-based. These people, for whatever reason, they have a tremendous fear of missing out, and they're constantly in other people's business. And when I see these people, I typically run for the hills, okay? These are the people who typically lack integrity. They will lie, they will cheat, and they will steal to get what they want. They will also, you know, spread rumors and defame people. It's a horrible way to go through life, okay? People with a scarcity mentality, they have a really strong sense of entitlement, okay? They deserve to pay less in taxes. Their kids deserve special breaks. They know people in high places. They're name droppers, okay? Um... They're the people in the boardroom and in the classroom that take credit for others' ideas and successes, okay? And personally, I find them sneaky and manipulative. Um, people who believe in the scarcity mentality, they're also very adept at blaming people for their failures and character flaws. So where people with an abundance mindset are very focused on personal responsibility, these people are very focused on blame, and it is always someone else's fault. The breakup was never their fault. The demotion was never their fault. Being stuck in that horrible situation was not their fault. Um, you know, the divorce was not their fault. Um, their kids doing, you know, horrible things to their peers, not their fault, okay? These people just cannot take ownership. Um, there's a tremendous propensity for gossiping and secret telling with people of a scarcity mindset. They spend a great deal of time talking about others, all right? Who do you know that's like that? Who are you letting into your circle that has these characteristics? I would caution you to be very, very, very careful. Um, my grandmother, rest her soul, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but she had a scarcity mindset, okay? She lived a very closed life, any of her phone conversations were about other people and their problems, and she was a gossip. Um, and she spent her life watching soap operas, right? She wasn't spending enough time improving her circumstances. She was spending her time living in this fantasy world of soap operas and drama. And uh, this was before reality TV, but I think if she was still here, you know, she'd be watching The Bachelor and, you know, all of these. TV shows where they just denigrate people. Um, so back to the scarcity mindset. So, you know, these people also come from the he said, she said camp, okay? And believe it or not, this is not just a camp for kids. Plenty of adults live here too, okay? The reason for that is these people are filling their brains with garbage. They're watching tons of TV. They're watching reality TV and headline news, and they're just being pummeled with these negative, negative, negative messages all the time. They're reading tabloids. They're watching soap operas. They're much more focused on what's going on with the Kardashians than what's going on under their own roof, right? So instead of fixing their own car, they're complaining about everybody else on the road. Um, 
honestly, these people are malignant because they secretly want you to fail, okay? They are not happy when you are happy. Um, they're the people who hoard information and they believe people should learn the hard way, right? So they don't wanna help you out. If they've had hard knocks, they don't wanna make it easy for you. They want you to learn the way they had to learn, okay? They feel like nobody gave them a break, so why should they give you a break? Um, these people, they, they fear change, they hold tremendous grudges. Um, they're the people where if you're going to your reunions, right, they're the ones that remember your high school transgressions despite the fact that you're now at your 50-year reunion, okay? They hang on to that stuff. And like I said, it's like a cancer. It just festers. Um, these people with a scarcity mindset, they're very rigid in their thinking, and they think there's only one way to do everything, and that's their way. They're intolerant. They're judgmental. Um, these are the people that typically make sweeping generalizations, okay? So all Democrats are this. All Republicans are this. All gay people are this. And the minorities and the colored people and the Catholics and the Muslims, they can't see outside the confines of their own belief system, okay? They can't believe that there's another way. Um, so that's kind of the background on the two camps, the abundance and the scarcity camp. And um, just, you know, personally, I've definitely had experience with this. And, you know, when I'm teaching and when I'm coaching people and, and running seminars, um, you know, we, we go through this in a number of ways. And um, if I think back to before I quit my last job, um, I had a boss, and this person epitomized the scarcity mentality. Um, this was a person who took credit for everybody's successes. It, it wasn't a team effort. It was her effort. Um, she was a micromanager. She was deathly afraid she was going to miss out on some office gossip or someone was going to take advantage of her. And she was watching the clock and watching everyone coming and going. And like I said, paying attention to everyone else except what her responsibilities were supposed to be. So, you know, not coincidentally, she was also the poison in the office, and she pitted people against each other, um, which created this horrible dynamic, and it was terrible working conditions. So that was enough of that. You know, again, lots of reflecting on my part to make a conscious change to not allow this into my life. Very difficult, but very beneficial at the outset. Um, then you know, speaking from experience, going out on your own as an entrepreneur, you definitely encounter a lot of the scarcity mentality. And a lot of times it's with people you didn't even know it existed in. Um, some of your closest people, some of your best friends and your family members, um, you know, these people are hanging on to scarcity and limiting beliefs. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've encountered people telling me why I won't succeed, why I can't succeed, that, you know, I'm not doing it right. There's not enough money. I don't have the resources. People have done this already. I'm behind the eight ball. So when people come out of the woodwork like that, you know, and they're telling you that you're too, you're foolish to pursue your passions, um, what that is, is that's them being afraid that you're going to steal a piece of their pie. And again, I go the other way, okay? My social circle, in all, honest, in all honesty, keeps getting smaller and smaller because I've identified that I don't want these things in my life. Um, it brings me down. So, you know, most notably and most personally for me, I'm going to share a story with you. Um, and again, it's being vulnerable and it's putting myself out there, but 
also showing you you're not alone, okay? So I consider myself to live mostly in an abundance mindset. Um, I'm always rooting for other people. I want people to succeed. I spread, spread messages of love and joy and happiness and personal betterment. Um, and I'm really honestly and truly trying to leave the world a better place for having me in it. But that doesn't mean that sometimes when we talked about the camps and the tents, sometimes I unconsciously move my tent into the scarcity camp. And I don't even know what's happening until I really sit back and reflect. So at this time last year, um, I was definitely unconsciously engaging in a scarcity mentality. Um, things became challenging for me financially. You know, the money wasn't flowing like it had been. And, you know, with kids and a mortgage, I started freaking out. So the more I freaked out, the, the worse things got for me, honestly. So, you know, like abundance attracts more abundance. Well, guess what? Scarcity attracts, attracts more scarcity. So things just started breaking at a rapid rate. And within a matter of like four or five days, we had a roof that was leaking on our house that we knew was going to cost us thousands upon thousands of dollars to fix. Both of our cars crapped out and required thousands of dollars to just get operational. And then after we did that, both of them within a span of three weeks died. And we both went from not having, uh, my husband and I, from not having car payments to both having car payments because we needed to buy new cars. So it was just, you know, again, the scarcity and the lack was flowing in my life. Um, you know, we had all of these major things happening. And then, you know, you add private tuition on top of that and braces and just daily living expenses, you know, on and on and on. So I spent a bunch of time at the beginning of 2013 focusing on what I didn't have and what I was sacrificing and what I was going to have to give up. Okay. Guess what happened? The more I did that, the more scarcity I attracted into my life, okay? My relationships suddenly became more negative. My classes that had been going really well were not filling up, all right? My husband and I started bickering, okay? Like, just, it, it seemed like everything was falling apart. So I had to really, really step back, and I had to analyze how I was handling the situation, and what was I saying to myself, and what words were I speaking? And every time I said, I can't afford it, or I don't have the money. What was that doing to me deep in my body, deep in my mind? Okay. So I had to really make a shift. I had to change the way I was speaking. I had to consciously and deliberately shift my mindset and pull myself out of that negative spiral. When I did that, things started to shift back. Okay. Work picked up. Classes were filling up. New people were coming into my life. People I had never met before. Um, you know, were being connected to me and were crossing my path. Um, collaboration started happening. And then my husband and I started focusing on solutions instead of the problems that we had faced, okay? So it can be done. You can make a shift. Things like this happen all the time. People come in and out of your life for a reason. You're put into situations for a reason. You have to take a step back and make some conscious, conscious decisions. So let's go back. Beginning of the podcast, I talked about your ability to influence your belief system, all right? Think about what I've said to you. What camp are you currently in? Where is your tent? Is it on the green pasture of abundance? Or is it in the barren, desolate, scarcity camp, okay? And more importantly, 
which camp are your five closest friends in? Because believe it or not, this is going to impact your life tremendously. What camp do you want to be in in the future? And once you've made that decision, what are you going to do to change your circumstances? Okay? Big things to think about. Big takeaways. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I want you to rate it and leave some comments. You can do that directly in iTunes. You can subscribe to the RSS feed. Um, This is like a village, and people need to help get the word out. So if this is benefiting you in any way, don't have the scarcity mindset and keep it all to yourself. Come from an abundance mindset and share it with the people that you know and love. So as always, there's there's additional information over on my blog. For today, I'm going to have multiple resources for those who want to learn more about this topic. I'll have some quotes there to get you motivated and to help you really think about this. And I'm also going to put some corresponding creativity up on the blog post to inspire you to live your best life and to get those juices flowing. So let me know what you're thinking, and let's continue this conversation in the comments section over my blog. Before I sign out, I just want to say, like Dave Matthews sings, it's not where, but who you're with that matters. So until next time, this is Jen Pipe signing out from Arate Today, and I'll look for you over on jenpipe.com. Peace. (laughs) 